We're talking about Christmas today and we're telling more Christmas stories. And I'm so excited about this story because it's one of my favorite parts of the Christmas story, but it's not as well known as some of the other folks we've been talking about. So you will definitely want to hear about this guy. You're going to have to wait though, because I'm going to tell you a story about myself. Picture this. It's the summer of 1994. Pastor John is 12 years old, living in Southern California, and that summer, the song of the summer where I grew up was called Regulate by Warren G. and Nate Dogg. Now, if you're my age, you might be familiar with the song, and if you're not, I'm not even recommending that you listen to it, all right? This was a big, big popular song, and I loved it so much, I wanted to hear it all the time, but here was the problem. I didn't know how to listen to it. Right? The only way I could listen to it was on the radio. And a lot of times on the radio, you had to wait three or four hours for the song to come back up again. And here's the deal. I couldn't go buy the cassette because one, I didn't have the money because I was 12. And two, I couldn't buy anything that had the explicit material sticker on it, parent advisory sticker. So I didn't have the money. I wasn't old enough. I couldn't buy this thing. So what was I going to do? Well... If you're my age, you might know what you do. I was gonna record the song off the radio. That's right, make a mixtape. Now kids, pull up a chair. It's time for When I Was Your Age. See, back in my day, music was harder to get. You had to wait, right? You had to go to the record store and buy the cassette or buy the CD if you had big money, right? And then you hoped that the song that you wanted, the rest of the songs on the album were good. You just hoped because you hadn't heard them before. Most of the time, they weren't. That was the big option of what you had to do, but there was another way. You could wait those three to four hours until the song came on the radio and record it onto a tape. But here's the problem with that. A lot of times, the DJs would talk for like 30 seconds into the song and you wouldn't really get the whole song. Or, this is what happened to me all the time, the song would come on and it would take me at least a minute or 90 seconds to run to the radio to be able to record it to capture the song. So I'd end up with this mixtape with just a bunch of half songs. Ah, okay, you laugh, but one day it's gonna happen to you. You're gonna be the old person talking about technology. Now, just the other day, I thought about this song, and you know what I did? I typed in regulate into my Google search bar and clicked on the YouTube video and listened to the song. And that's actually me doing it the hard way. I could have just said, hey, Alexa, play regulate. Hey, Google, play regulate. Hey, Siri, play regulate. I apologize if I set your house off right now and they're playing regulate. That would have been the easiest way to do it. And it's so easy, we're, we're used to that now. We're not used to waiting. See, waiting isn't a part of our lives. In fact, we've built our whole society around not waiting. We want things how we want it, when we want it, and we want it now. Waiting is seen as a bad thing. The faster, the better, instant, on demand. That's what we do. When was the last time you were frustrated and disappointed by waiting? Waiting is something we all have to do. And sometimes it's just minor inconveniences. We wait in line. We wait on the phone. We wait for our kids to find their masks and their shoes to get out the door. But other times, waiting is painful. Waiting can hurt. We can be waiting to hear results and they just don't come. We could be waiting for an outcome and we don't hear anything. 
Like maybe you're waiting in your marriage and you're going, we're fighting all the time. What's going on? Is this ever going to be fixed? Maybe you're waiting in a relationship with a family member. Is this broken relationship ever going to be healed? Maybe you're waiting on a job. When am I going to hear back? When am I going to know if I have a job or not? Maybe you're waiting when it comes to health. Maybe you're waiting to hear about the diagnosis for you or for a loved one. Maybe you're grieving, you're waiting in your grief, you had someone close to you die recently. And you go, is it gonna last forever? When is this gonna be over? And no matter who you are, you are waiting in a pandemic right now. What's gonna happen? When is this gonna be over? Are we ever gonna get back to something close to normal? Do you wait well? I know that I don't. Waiting well is very difficult and it can be very painful. Waiting can make us or it can break us. And then this Christmas story that I'm gonna be telling today, we're in the series Faces at the Manger and the guy that I'm talking about was waiting for Christmas before Christmas was Christmas. And his response to waiting can teach us about waiting in our lives now. Now we've been at this series called Faces at the Manger where we're looking at the birth of Jesus, the Christmas story from five different people or groups of people and how they interacted with Jesus and how their stories in response to Jesus' birth still matters now. Last week, Pastor Brent talked about Joseph. The previous week to kick off our series, Pastor Sherry talked about Mary. Those are great talks, you wanna check it out. But today, I'm excited to tell you the story of a man named Simeon. Who? You might not think about Simeon when it comes to the Christmas story, but his story is so good. It's less known, but it's very powerful. We get started in Luke 2. In the Christian scriptures, it's his story, and it's an account written by a guy named Luke. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. Simeon was waiting. Now let me give you some background as to why he was waiting because it requires a little bit of history. Okay, God called Israel his chosen people thousands of years ago. And part of calling them his chosen people is that he promised them a savior, a Messiah. And when it says the consolation of Israel, that's what it means, that savior. And that's who Simeon was waiting for, the Messiah, the savior of Israel. But here's the problem. They hadn't heard from God for 400 years. 400 years of waiting to hear from God. That's 10 generations come and gone and they hadn't heard anything about God or this Messiah, this Savior. And during this time, it wasn't even a great time for them. They'd been conquered several times and oppressed by several different nations. I imagine it would be easy for someone in the nation of Israel, someone like Simeon, it'd be easy to think maybe God had forgotten about us. Maybe he abandoned us and we're waiting for nothing. Well, Simeon was waiting too, but he waited differently. He was waiting for the Savior differently than everyone else. The scripture calls him righteous and devout. Now, righteous, Pastor Brent defined that for us last week. Righteous means having the inner strength to do what's right. 
It was in Joseph's story. It's the same word in the Greek here, the inner strength to do what's right. And that means Simeon is a man who did the right thing. They also describe him as devout. And devout means taking hold of what's good. Now, you may know the word devotion, right? It's a very similar word. It's holding on to the right thing and not letting go. It's knowing the right thing, righteous, holding on to the right thing, devout. See, waiting is difficult and painful. Being devout means what you're holding on to is worthwhile. You're holding on to the good. And Simeon was waiting faithfully for God to keep his promise. He was waiting well. Luke goes on. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. This is another promise from God. And this is where Simeon being devout is so important. He held on to the good, even though it was difficult. 400 years, 10 generations, Simeon was holding on to the good. And when we wait, especially for a long time, that can be so hard to do. It's hard to hold on to the good because doubt begins to creep in. For Simeon, his doubt could have sounded like this. Maybe I didn't hear God right. Maybe the Messiah isn't coming. Maybe God isn't really gonna keep his promises. What does it sound like for you? For us, it might sound like this. Maybe God doesn't care about me and what's going on in my life. Maybe what I learned about God growing up isn't real. Maybe I did something wrong and God is punishing me. Sometimes that's what doubt sounds like. But Simeon, with all that doubt, 400 years of silence, 10 generations, all the waiting, he was devout and he remained faithful because he held on to the good. Instead of filling his time with doubt, he filled it with faith. Instead of looking at it like this, today was another day where God didn't keep his promise. Simeon looked at it like this, being devout and righteous. I can make it through another day because of God's promise. He believed in God's promise. He so believed it that he was not deterred in the face of the difficulty of life. We don't know a lot about Simeon's life. There's not a big background about him, but we know that he was a human being. That means he experienced joy and pain, wins and loss, fear, happiness, all of the things of life he experienced, and none of that stopped him. He held on to God's promises. He held on to the good. We have the same choice when we wait. We can wait with doubt or we can wait with faith. We can hold on to what's good and every day we get to decide doubt or faith. See, doubt says, until things get better, I don't believe in God. Faith says, I believe in God so I trust things will get better. Doubt whispers in your ear, God's not there. God's not coming. Faith whispers in your ear, God is here with you always. Doubt holds on to everything wrong or everything that could go wrong. Faith holds on to what's good in spite of everything that's not right, even if they go wrong. And I know it's difficult, but faith is a muscle that can grow over time. You have to exercise it every day. When we hold on to the good, we can become the kind of person that is devout, like Simeon, that holds on to the good. 
Now let me, let me speak a little word about doubt for a second. Questioning is natural and reasonable. And you might be watching this as a skeptic. You might be watching this as an atheist. You might be watching this as someone who doesn't know what they believe or someone who's just going through a hard time. Or maybe you just have questions. And I wanna tell you that's natural, okay? That's all right, of course you have questions. Of course everything doesn't make sense. But City Church exists for you. City Church exists as a safe community where you can ask those tough questions, where you can get answers to the questions that are so difficult in life. Questioning doesn't make you a bad person. We all wrestle with questions and uncertainty about God. It's not whether we question, it's what we do when we question. This is a safe place to ask those questions. So do we hold on to everything bad or do we hold on to the good? Are we gonna feed faith or are we gonna feed doubt? In the next part of Simeon's story, he meets two other characters that we've talked about in the previous week in Faces at the Manger. See, Mary and Joseph, as part of their religious custom, are going to dedicate their child. It's like an ancient child dedication ceremony. And this is what Luke writes. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, that's Simeon, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon, he was devout. He held on to the good. He chose faith. He went to the temple. It took faith to go to the temple. Now, I don't know if he went to the temple every day or he just went on that particular day, but either way, it took faith. Remember, he's facing down 400 years of silence, 10 generations of hearing nothing from God. It took faith to go to the temple. He waited well, and then it happened. He meets Jesus, and both of God's promises come true at the same time, they were fulfilled that day. Waiting can be painful. It's difficult and it goes against everything that our society is built on. We want on demand, we want instant, we want it delivered. We want what we want, how we want, when we want, and we want it now. Waiting can make us or it can break us. But when we wait well, when we wait faithfully, the payoff of God's promise can be incredible joy. And we see this here. Simeon think, sings a song of praise. And just think about it. This means that he might die tomorrow. But he says, you can dismiss me in peace. I've seen it. And you've kept your promise. Lord, I'm ready to go home. This is the high point of Simeon's life that he'd been waiting on for so long. Simeon's story is significant, but I don't want you to miss this because this is the high point of all our lives. The Messiah, the chosen one, Jesus, didn't just bring salvation for Israel, but for the Gentiles. That's us, that's me, that's you, that's everyone, for all nations. He came for the whole world. This is mind-blowing and unbelievable. In fact, what it says is Mary and Joseph, who had already talked to angels, who'd already spoke to God and been chosen by God, marveled at his words. 
Maybe they didn't fully get the context. They knew who Jesus was, but maybe they didn't understand that he would be the savior for the whole world. This was marvelous news. Jesus offers salvation for all people. And that's why City Church exists, so that all people can believe and thrive in Jesus. The promise of salvation that came through Jesus' birth is a promise for all of us. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you ate for breakfast today. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter the words that people have spoken to you or spoken over you. It doesn't matter if you've been cast out by any religious figure. Jesus came for you. That salvation is for all people, and it's for you. And when you believe in Jesus, what that means, when you believe in that, it's a promise to spend eternity with a God in heaven who loves you more than you could ever possibly know. That's what, that's what the promise was. And this is a God who keeps all of his promises. See, I want you to wait well. And to wait well, if we wanna wait like Simeon and hold on to the good, you gotta start by believing in Jesus. Now for some of you, maybe you've never believed. Maybe you don't know all about this Jesus, it's okay, but follow with me. This baby that was born, Jesus, he was born 100% man, 100% God. He grew up, he didn't stay a baby, he grew up and he lived a perfect and sinless life. And then he was crucified as a revolutionary and he was crucified for our sins. But the good news is the story doesn't end there. Three days later, he was resurrected to show that only Jesus has power over life and death. Only Jesus can keep that promise. When you believe in that, that's what it means to have that salvation. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. And it doesn't require you jumping through religious hoops you don't have to go to some temple. You don't have to visit someone. You don't have to go to a guru or a religious leader or a pastor or a priest. You just gotta pray a prayer to God because there's no barrier between you and the God in heaven. That is why Jesus came. There's no barrier anymore. And you just pray a simple prayer of faith. You can just say, God, I believe. Jesus, I believe. And those simple declaration of faith can give you access to that promise of God's salvation that's for all nations and for you as well. Now, if you just believed, or if you've already believed a long time ago, waiting well means choosing faith over doubt. While we wait, and if we wanna wait well, we gotta hold on to the good, not to everything that's going wrong. But let's get real, people. There's a lot going wrong. There's a lot that we could hold on to and point to and look at and say, I'm gonna hold on to that. I'm gonna be afraid. I'm gonna doom scroll on social media or the news. Or I'm gonna watch cable news 24 hours a day or I'm gonna focus on all the negative that's going on with my friends and family. Maybe that I can't see them. Maybe that I'm alone. But if we hold on to the good, there is a promise that will never fail. God is good. 
That is a promise that you can hold on to no matter what's going on in your life. God is good. You're waiting in this pandemic, God is good. You're dealing with grief or with loss, God is good. You're dealing with suffering or pain, God is good. You're dealing with uncertainty and fear. You're dealing with depression. You're dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with loneliness. You're dealing with isolation. No matter what you're dealing with, God is good. That doesn't mean everything is fine. It doesn't take away your hurt. It doesn't take away your pain. It doesn't take away everything you're dealing with. But it is true, God is good. And we can wait well when we hold on to what is good, when we choose faith over doubt, and we can hold on to the idea, to the truth, to the promise that God is good. Why don't you pray with me? Lord, we come before you people who have never believed before and people who have believed a long time, Lord. God, I pray for courage for everyone who just declared I believe, especially for people who do it for the first time that maybe have never known that promise, that glorious salvation, that a savior who came to this earth in this season we celebrate as Christmas, is we're now part of that family and we're now gonna spend eternity with God in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing that in the midst of so many, so many sufferings and so many trials that you would do that. And Lord, we pray for everyone who's believed, whether it's now or whether it was a long time ago, God, give us the courage to choose to hold on to what is good while we wait. It is so hard to wait well, Lord. We trust you, but it's hard and we are weak. God, give us the faith to wait well because, not because of us and we're good, but because we can trust you because you are good. In your name, amen.